The Courage to Grow is business. The Big Small Business Show made possible by MTN Business, a new world of business. And by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Lead your industry with a responsible partner. Partner with the CASA today. Hello and welcome to the big, that's the big small business show, not the small big business show, but the big small business show. This show is for entrepreneurs at various stages of their entrepreneurial journey. We're here to support you during that journey by bringing you all sorts of discussions around entrepreneurship, entrepreneurs into the studio that might be dealing with certain issues that are similar to what you're going through, or perhaps a specialist who can bring some important information to you during your journey. Now normally this is our panel uh, discussion where we bring in an entrepreneur with an issue and Kumar and Manalisa and I try and help solve some of the problems and maybe give some pointers during our summaries. But uh, from time to time we have the avoided debate and the avoided debate really is the discussions us as entrepreneurs should be having but we avoid because they're quite sensitive or we think they might be politically charged at some level. Today's uh, discussion is around competition. Now competition for me is, is one of those things that I particularly dislike and I really really dislike the, the saying that uh, competition makes you stronger. I absolutely 100% loathe competition. I want no competition. Now, if there was no competition in, in, for me, I would be the happiest guy in the world. But that's not just not the case. It's around. So how do people like me deal with that? Now, other people have different views, and they believe that uh, competition does make you stronger. One of those people happens to be <laughs> my colleague here, <coughs> Kumar. And then I think Mona Lisa is just going to be the person going like I'm this. I'm in the middle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> between the two yeah. So <coughs> you know, the producer and myself had fun with this when she suggested competition, because mm. we know how sens- it's sensitive for you, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I look forward to that. Right, so go for it. Let's, uh, let's uh, So, start. you know, my opening thoughts, opening round uh, yeah. thoughts is, firstly, competition is a reality. There's certain very rare sectors that will afford one in a monopoly or an oligopoly, like a multiple uh, secured, uh, like uh, the telco companies. But otherwise, the 99.999% of businesses out there is, uh, has to live with competition. It's a reality. So that's n- number one. And uh, number two, the one part which I'll agree with you, nobody likes it. No, when we look in the mirror, no one likes competition. But the part I'm disagreeing with you is that I, I think, uh, I believe competition makes us stronger. And, you know, without going into religious debates or whatever, if there's an element of evolution or whatever that one may or may not believe in the science aspect of it, it's the same kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Hmm. The, the tougher of the species survive. It makes you a bit uh, sharper and switched on. So that part I'm in disagreement with you. Melissa? I think competition is good for the consumer um, in the sense that um, it addresses, in certain industries, my belief is that it addresses complacency um, in that a, um, let's call it a dominating um, retailer, let's talk about my industry, might think that they don't have any competition and with 
that the consumer thinks they don't have any other choice. But with the rise of competition, because consumers, cha um, you know, demands are changing, I think it benefits the consumer at the end of the day mm. to provide. But if you wear your entrepreneur hat on, answer with that lens now. Well, if I wear my entrepreneurial hat in my industry, it's good because it means I have more work with clients who are... But people are competing for, for with, with, you. For, for with you. Okay, in terms of me, um, it's never comfortable, right? I think um, one of the things that when I started, I always used to have this kind of phobia, which is say, sure, somebody could do it better than me or somebody mm. might have more capital than me and, and go faster. So... Um, it, it, it unnerves you in the sense, but for me, I think positively in terms of always looking out, what is it that I need to do better within the means that I have and what value, what is my value proposition? So it's, it's, it's never comfortable. It's never comfortable so to know that. It seems a one element that we can agree on. No one really likes no competition. No one really likes that part competition, of it, right? Yeah. Mm. So let's go but and argue about the other parts. So no, but let's go, just let's spend a few more minutes on this because for, for me, it just is that there is this very um, modern Schwal kind of, where, you know, competition is good for you. You should embrace the co competition. I'm aggressively fighting it. Like to me, it's like it's an out there aggressively fighting it. And and a lot of the people that I speak to now in business, I don't want to say they embrace it. I don't think that's the right word. But certainly they they see it as um, a a very comfortable part of the ecosystem where I, my, my mental model is to try and fight for every inch in, the, in that market. That's fine. You're becoming stronger because of it. So, yeah. so do you acknowledge it and you deal with it as part of your game or you just shut off and deny it? What, how do you, but what's your orientation? But doesn't it also depend on what you, what somebody's competing with you on, right? Because, and I, do, I hope I'll be able to articulate this well. Um, if somebody copies your product yes. and they then price it lower, yes. right? Is that something that should unnerve you to a point of now lowering your price, or are you standing s firm that this is my value and m I've proven it over and over again with my clientele? Because I think that for me is what kind of competition is it warrants you to fight aggressively? or to kind of say, you know what, let them go for it. Uh, just, just on that, and maybe it'll answer both questions at the same time. Two of my competitors have almost verbatim copied my website, my previous website, almost verbatim in terms of its structure, its wording, and then go in at a different pricing structure, right? And, and to me, that like, it drives me insane. Be original. <laughs> if you're going to fight me, at least be original. original. Yeah. And then, and then somebody says to me, "But you know, uh, when they they mimic you, it's a f you know, it's a, a wonderful compliment. compliment yeah. You know, because you're a and pioneer. I, think, yeah, I don't feel complimented. No. <laughs> but there's something. I mean, this is all a chess game, right? It's all we. This this entrepreneurship thing is a game. Mm -hmm. We're having fun with it. It's a chess game. Not all the time you're having fun with it. So, if you're opponent, mm. your competitor, is intellectually so low that they have to cut, copy, and paste your thing, mm. that tells you on what level, you sized him up straight away. Exactly. He's indicated at what level he is, number one. Yeah, but, number the, two, but, but his clients, the people who go into the number website two, don't uh, know that. Yeah, I'll come to that, right? But okay. number two, you know, you can be having several recipes for, for carrot cake or milk tart, mm -hmm. right? And a recipe it, in and of itself does not a good cake or something make it's how it's applied it's the 
putting you get it, it's together, just a little bit of that intangible stuff, the secret sauce that goes in into some of these things. So you know, understanding it outward and delivering it uh, like how you would be delivering it's it, they don't understand that. Hmm. You still got an advantage. Hmm. We have to take a break now to have a whole bunch of uh, commercial people compete <laughs> with one another. Uh, straight off that, we'll come back with our avoided debate. A warm welcome back. Uh, today we have our uh, avoided debate, which we do from time to time. And today we are talking about competition. Before the break, uh, the three of us were talking about whether competition is a good thing or a bad thing. I particularly resent it. I know it's a reality. I fight my competitors hard. I do not see them in any way as making me feel stronger or better, or I do not embrace them. I fight for every inch. How do you feel about competition? Is it something uh, that you embrace? Is it something that is just part of your reality? But see the irony in what you're saying. You're saying you fight with, you know, yeah. so doesn't that make you stronger? I, I'd rather, you know, let me, take, let me go back to a very interesting thing that happened to me 100 years ago. <laughs> second year, second year of varsity in economics. You know, in the first year you, you study economics and then they tell you a whole bunch of things and then you come in, into your second year and they say, you remember what we taught you last year? Forget it all, it was all wrong. Now let's teach you the opposite. One of the things was, with the, one of the lectures was on the benefits of monopoly. Mm. And what they had shown, what they had proven, was monopolies from an from a, um, economic point of view can, can drive um, uh, economic success because they generally make uh, super profits. And I'm not talking about monopolies being a good, I'm just putting this into the, the discussion. They create super profits, and those profits then are, are, are often, if they are used to invest back into uh, research and development, etc., in terms of new technology. And they, show, they showed in this, I remember in this lecture, all these different examples of monopolies around the world where they had been a social good. Mm. Mm. And, and, and I think the lecturer was trying to say, like, there's two sides to every story. Yes. Yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm just putting that into... You know what, a monopoly is normally a regulated thing. It's very hard to get a de facto monopoly, right? It's when those have land grab, like maybe Microsoft Office or whatever it is, so then they're not a regulated monopoly by, by the market share that they've got, they, you know, a de facto monopoly, right? One of the things that you wanted to bring up was what is competition? Mm -hmm. What is a what are the how, do you how do we define competition? Oh, there's probably an academic definition, but for me... It is anyone competing for your client's spend, market spend, mm. um, the on, on the same need that they'd be, right? So if someone wants to buy a handbag, mm. and uh, you in the luxury end of land bags, uh, uh, handbags, then all those people are competition. But someone that's selling lower end uh, handbags, even though it's the same product, it's not it's, 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 uh, and it could be so a lady buying, market. it's a different market. Mm. So it's definitely in your segment base. And also substitutes, right? It's a substitute, mm. Mm. you know. You want to talk more about substitutes? 
it, you know what? Maybe I'm changing. I'm interested in you. you. You keep on saying you fight, you fight. What is, what is your response to, to competition on that very definition? What is my response to competition? Mm. Um, uh, my, my response is very, is very much around, um, I've got, there's two responses. One is I call black box, mm -hmm. okay? And the other is black cheese, okay? Mm -hmm. Let me explain what they are. So the black box in the, in, the, in the airplane is where all the information, the data is there. And very much what Kumaran spoke about, the secret source is about, the secret source is much of our process. So I reveal as much as I want to in the market as I know um, is enough, is, is in, enough uh, to attract clients. Mm -hmm. But the, the secret source, I, fight on, uh, I compete on secret source, what, what is not in the public domain. Mm -hmm. And I try and keep that um, as evolved as, as possible and unexposed as possible. Uh, black cheese is, is a, a concept of complexity. Okay, mm -hmm. so cheese, if you think about the fact that cheese is a complex form of milk, it's, it's a processed form of milk, so you take a basic ingredient, you add cheese. value to it, and, and it becomes cheese, but it's a more complex uh, molecular structure. And then the fact that black cheese is, uh, is you don't see it very much like Blue Ocean Strategy about this is a, in a place where your competition doesn't that, that isn't there. Mm. So very much always moving for Blue Ocean where, where people aren't, where we, uh, I don't compete. Mm -hmm. But I'm always moving to this place where I don't compete mm. because I'm trying to provide something mm. that my competitors don't do. And in the place where I do, it's a, it's a, it, it is a, a, a secret source kind of environment. So then it's you're making, you're rendering competition irrelevant. I have a similar view. I refer to the white space. If you had a, you always look at, for me, I always look at the trends. What are the long-term trends in the market? Mm. If this segment is not going okay and the seg this segment is showing a better trend, then concentrate on that segment. And if it's very crowded, like the red ocean, there's a lot of price competition and whatever it is, look at that white space that no one is looking at. That's mm. what the blue ocean is about. Mm. Or, or they call it another thing, purple ocean, yes. where you look at the crowded space and you, it's a combination of the blue and the red where you, you, you adapt it. You mm. know? Yes. But the point being, you're not allowing yourself to be defined by the competition, you're allowing yourself to be informed by the competition. Yes. Very big difference. Informed, like I'm aware what's happening, and I'm uh, walking around it and I'm going there in mm -hmm. the longer game, let them fight over nickel and dime and drop the price down versus the other one is like you consume by it, let me, and I'm watching what changes are their pricing strategy, let me copy that, let me drop this price, let me do, you know, when you're competing on price, it's indicative, it's a proxy for me that there's no confidence mm. and in, uh, on your own business model and strategy, you know, as an entrepreneur, mm. and it's also indicative that we are not, um, uh, we are not certain about where we're going. Because mm. then it's like a vulnerability and anxiety steps in and let me drop on price. Mm. Whereas I want to come in there because you said something very important uh, to, to me uh, there about the, the obsession because it's the irony in as much as I uh, have a disdain for any type of competition, which I know is unrealistic. I'm not uh, an idiot. I, I know it's unrealistic. I don't look at them. 
I don't know what their website. So you're informed like. by them. I'm informed by my, my staff that yeah. so and so, so and they'll bring me. Did you see my marketing department comes and says, look, they're the same. I don't I don't follow them on on mm. Twitter. I don't I don't. Because I do not want to be informed. I do not want to be informed. You don't want to be defined by them. You just yes. want to be aware of what's happening. I just happening. want to be aware yeah. of them. Yeah. How, how do you, how do you, I mean, do you have competition? Are you a monopoly? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm, I'm in my, I mean, I don't, and I don't say that, um, uh, you know, the industry is closed. I'm very open in that. Um, I think there's lots of people that have been in my industry and have different insights to me. Um, but what I do value is um, one of the first being able to define that there is um, this need, right? So that I think has kept me and very close to the industry um, working with that. So and very trusted. I think being trusted always kind of cements your your space. Um, I wanted to also then bring in a div I think for, for most entrepreneurs, some of them what they experience is competition from within, mm. where somebody they were working with, a partner, so now creates <coughs> the exact same business. I think that's How a great thing. We have to take, take a, break, a break, break and then straight after that, I think that's a great place to, to open uh, uh, the next discussion. Kay. Well, as you heard, we'll be right back with more thoughts on this matter straight after this. A warm welcome back. Uh, this is the Big Small Business Show, and we're in part three of our avoided debates. And today we're talking about competition. Before the break, we were talking about all sorts of nasty things about competition, and uh, Kumaran seems to be loving the competition. <laughs> but uh, Mona Lisa wanted to bring up a, a, a topic which is also quite um, close to my heart, which is the competition from within. Within, yeah, where a staff member or a partner that you started with goes and starts the exact same business. They have all your internal information and um, would be direct competition. How do you deal with that? That I see as mainly in services-based businesses, largely, as a general statement, because there's not much barrier, and it leads into the second point, there's not much barriers to entry. Mm. So, Alon's business is in the service-based business, but the scale at which Rage Corp operates, that in itself is a barrier. Someone can copy your website, but, but they don't to have, have that presence scale. and scale, so that's how you've created a, a sizable barrier in something that shouldn't be, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, it's generally in smaller services-based business. It'll be hard for someone to go and one of your stuff. They can try and faff around, but to mm -hmm. replicate the barriers that you've done is going to be... You know, it's 20 years in the making. That's mm. not going to happen. Mm. Yeah, for, for me, I think, I mean, it's, it's a, a very real threat in all services businesses. And um, I'm involved with many services businesses. And I think the biggest um, protection is restraint of trade in terms of how you contract. And, uh, and that you have to be incredibly um, get astute in terms of the types of contracts that you write because some are not legal. And some are, and it would be very important to find the right legal advice, what, what so you can and can't. Yeah. And it's not restraint of trade. It's really restraint generated around two things. It's around your, uh, uh, the clients mm -hmm. and your staff. Mm. Um, 
you know, no one can, can not take uh, their IP that they've learned with them. And, and to restrain somebody from working if they've come from that particular industry mm. is very difficult. Mm. Uh, unless, uh, unless you can prove that they weren't in that industry before mm. and that they've learned all that and have another means of income outside of it. Mm. So um, legal is, is the, the only way, I, I think, mm. is to, to protect you. But uh, I mean, the history is, is filled with stories yeah. of people leaving and then starting a, a massive competition. Let's, uh, let's uh, close off now, your, your philosophy, thoughts. Um, I take, you know, a lot about business, I take the clue from nature. And uh, I started with the opening comment that uh, nature is a jungle, as we know, and so they're competing, right? There's, there's different animals competing for the same prey. Whoever runs the faster or but shrewder or whatever, yeah, but yet they all survive. And some that can't survive is that they made stronger, the species evolve, and where it filters out the, the weak. And so competition for me, I take from that. And, and an example of it, I was at the zoo with the family years, years ago, and then this, the, the lady giving the tour was talking about the cheetah, how the cheetah finds his food, and the, I think it was African wild dog, something like that. African, so cheetah is 120 Ks an hour in three seconds. Short burst, three seconds, that speed, knocks you out. If it's not done by then, that's it. It has to save its energy for the next day to run. Whereas the African wild dog, is maternal, it's the females that are hunting, and, it's, and they hunt in packs, and they will wear the prey down over 24 to 48 hours. The one in three seconds, the other one 48 hours. Mm. But yet they're both eating, and they're both in that environment. So that's an example of how you mm. can innovate or you know, be different to evolve. Mm. Yeah, great, great insight. I mean, I think if um, all our viewers look up big names who are no, no longer in existence, it just kind of reminds us that we as businesses no matter how big or small you are you can't be complacent hmm. always be on the ground as to what is happening to the consumer your client to be able to keep up and evolve and stay abreast of your competition so i think my philosophy is don't get too comfortable no matter how big you are research and development is part of innovation it's part of saying what is my what is your next, you know, to steal a tagline? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, don't be a Nokia. Don't be a Kodak. Mm. Yeah. And the interesting thing that we hear about Kodak is they, they were the ones that invented digital. So it was, Look uh, at that. Yeah. <laughs> so from, from my point of view, I, I, I'm a tongue-in-cheek about, you know, know uh, about know. competition um, because I realize practically it has to be there. But very similar to you, Mona Lisa, I think it's about being, and my word is vigilance. Mm. You know, it's about this constant vigilance and aggression. Mm. And that, that is, to me, ironically, it's always making sure that I'm attuned to what the customer needs, okay? Because their needs move as well. And that keeps me attuned. It doesn't, in, in my opinion, it, 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 I, I hate the petty stuff around competition, mm. where somebody's copying you go, come on. Like, Play, the play a bigger game, you know, um, and also I, um, I find very difficult for me is unethical competition, which oh, we didn't course. touch on today. And and very often you you place in a situation where, um, in order to keep business, you have to make um, a, a decision, and uh, you know always the decision is not to go down that route, mm. which is something very 
Um, and it, and, and it, uh, it hurts me when I lose because I'm being ethical in a situation. It hurts me that I, you have to be put in that situation. And I think, come on, that's like it happens all over the world. Mm. Like you have to just accept it's also part of the game that you walk away from th those kind of things. But I think in South Africa right now, with the, our so the political, the, the, uh, the heightened political thing around corruption, etc., you know, it makes it. I'm, I'm, I'm always proud of the fact that we always make the decision to keep on the right side, mm. even if we have to lose, lose. the client. Yeah. yeah. And if you come to my office, you'll see a wall of all the all the clients on the wall where where something naughty is has has uh, been approached where. And uh, you 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 walk away from something from a from a request for a brown envelope because that competition I cannot stand. Mm. Yeah. Right. Well, that's it for today. Uh, please stay tuned to see what's uh, coming up in the, our version of the show this week. Until next time, from all of us, it's goodbye. And remember, if you think it, write it down and make it a reality. You've got to have two brains operating in an interview. The one is formulating questions and listening and making your notes. You must always make notes in an interview. Um, people feel listened to when you're making notes. And, and, uh, and you, but you make short notes so that you're not focused on writing. You've got to look at the person that you're interviewing. And, and then you listen with your second brain at the words they're choosing. The funder will always interrogate that cash flow. And so you, you're looking at a cash flow is a lot more in the detail, looking at the past and going into the future. So it's like... And when okay, you go so to the past, you're looking at the debtors days, how... Those types of things. Big Small Business Show is brought to you by Chartered Accountants of South Africa. Transform the future of your business. Partner with the CASA today. And the courage to grow is business. MTN Business. A new world of business.